Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have Kendria Johnson. Kendria is a, an effective and impactful educator, author, teacher, public speaker, coach, and business owner. She helps good teachers become great by bringing them from burnout back to a balanced life. Oh, Kendria, that is a saying, that's a lot and it's fantastic and I can't wait to hear more. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to be here. It's 9 p.m. here, but I oh. feel like it's 9 a.m. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, l- tell our audience why it's 9 p.m. where you're at and it is 12 12- where I'm at. Oh, because I am in the Middle East, Gulfstream time. So it's 9 p.m. I do a lot of my business around this time just to accommodate my USA um, clients and uh, um, business partners or business collaboration. So it's perfect. I love it because it's not necessarily bedtime. It's perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Well, Okay, I want I want you to fill in everybody while you're there, but also okay. could you tell us a bit more about yourself, about your businesses, about your coaching? Give us all the give us all the things. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Well, my name is Kendra Johnson, and I am originally from Dallas, Texas, born and raised. And I grew up in a in the the, the urban part of Dallas. People don't don't think that, that Dallas, Texas, is urban, but it's quite quite the big city. And so I grew up yeah. in the city and. I went to, you know, school, high school and everything. But I I wanted to become a teacher because I wanted to teach in some of the schools that I went to. And I actually got to do that. So when I became a teacher, I started to teach um, um, elementary school in the very neighborhood I grew up in. And that was fun for, mm-hmm. for a while. And mm-hmm. as a teacher, if there's any educators out there listening, then you know sometimes it could, the, the schedule is grueling, the paperwork, you get exhausted. You love what you do, but you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And you start to think, you know, is there more to it than this? Is there a way for me to go around this and get around that in order to love what I do again? Because teaching began to be like it, the thing that I love began to drain the soul and the life out of me. And I didn't like it. It drove me mm-hmm. crazy. Around about the 10th and 11th year of my teaching career, I hit a wall. And what wall yeah. people ask me is like that, the wall of burnout. That, and, and I didn't know what that word was. I didn't even like, I didn't have the vocabulary to describe what was going to me, what was happening mm-hmm. to me. I, I just knew that I was tired all the time. And I was just a different kind of tired. Like getting sleep wasn't even enough because I had high yeah. blood pressure. I developed high blood pressure, heart palpitations, panic attacks. Didn't know what that was. Oh, that was yeah. new. And I had anemia and I had high blood pressure. So for any given reason, I'd be faint and dizzy. So yeah, oh. it, yeah, I'd be going to the doctor and they give you a pill for this and a pill for that. And on top mm-hmm. of that, I, my skin would break out. I'd have hives that break out in my skin and I was losing my hair because of it. 
So I had patches of my hair. You had like all the stress syndromes. <laughs> all of them. Everything started to pile up one at a time. And I was 38 years old. And so I knew something had to give. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot live like this. I love mm-hmm. what I do, but I can't, I shouldn't be sacrificing my health and my personal life uh, to yeah. do this job. And so I went for help. Like, like most people do. I asked my friends and my mm-hmm. colleagues and they were like, girl, it's just part of the game. You just got to suck it up and do it. And while that's a wonderful Texas thing to say, it just was not helpful to me at all because I couldn't suck right. it up. I couldn't. Well, I mean, no. I'm literally dying from the outside in, you know, yeah. panic attacks. And I, I'd cry in the morning, cry at noon, cry at when I got home and I wasn't sleeping well. And I was taking pills life. for everything. That's not a life. And mm. I was missing all of the good things that, hap- that were happening in my personal life too. The personal life starts to suffer a little mm-hmm. bit when you're, when you're that stressed all the time. And what I didn't like about that situation is that I began to normalize being stressed. That became to be a normal part pace of life. And I was like, no, 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 something has to change. So I did something very drastic. And again, when I speak with clients, I don't necessarily recommend this, but it's something that happened that, that was part of my journey. And that was, I filled out an application to work overseas. It just dropped in my inbox one day. And halfway through it, I gave up and I said, no, I don't want to do that. I'll just move to another school. This one is stressing me out. I'll just move to another school. Mm -hmm. Well, they called me anyway. Halfway done through. They called me anyway. And they were like, we need math and science teachers in the Middle East. Would you be interested? And I was like, you know, sure. Especially when they told me how much they would pay me and they would take care of my (laughs) plane ticket and they would take care of housing and free medical and dental. I was like, "Okay, well, sign me up for that. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. So I did the interview. And two weeks later, I signed my contract. And the rest is what they say is history. So I've been here eight years. I was plant, I was planted, I would say planted in, in Abu Dhabi, which is a throne stove from Dubai. Everyone knows Dubai, but Abu Dhabi yeah. is like the little brother to Dubai. <laughs> little brother, oh, little fun. sister. Yeah, yeah. So I've been here eight years. Love it. And uh, what I want to say to, you know, what I say in my, in my meetings and what I say in the book and what I say to my clients is that it didn't, st- the problems didn't fix themselves. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks, well, you moved here. No. How many of you know that if the problem is you, all you do is move the problem to another location and you cry in a different location. And that's what I was doing. First six months, yeah. I was crying here. I was stressed out, oh. still having heart pal- palpitations, still losing my hair, still mm-hmm. stressed out, still wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Right. That's when I knew that the problem was me. And I needed to do an overhaul of who I was. I mm-hmm. needed to make sure that, you know, I checked in on me because I hadn't done that in like 10 years. Yeah. What do I want? What's important to me? Why is this happening in my career? And why does this continue to happen to me? Well, I found out that I wasn't taking care of myself. I didn't put myself first. I wasn't on my calendar. And I was saying yes to things that I should have been saying no to. Mm. So once I did all of that work on myself, I did some things. I went and got a psychiatrist. Now, the psychiatrist Mm. is very important to me because the mental health Mm. is, is, I know there's a stigma surrounded with mental health these days, but it wasn't for me. I had no problem going and calling someone to help me with my anxiety. I had no problem with that. And I knew she would give me the pills that I needed to regulate my moods. That's the first thing. Second thing I did was I got a therapist. A licensed therapist from home. We would uh, we would talk once a week. Mm-hmm. And she would help me get through, you know, the the things and help me unpack why I was such a people pleaser. That's what we figured yeah. out. That I wanted oh. to make people happy, and I wanted everybody to like me, and I wanted to prove my worth by overdoing my job. 
Yeah. That's what was the core of all of my, my, my stress. And so mm-hmm. once I did all of those three things, that, that third thing I've already mentioned is that I started to write lists of things that I wanted. I wanted to travel. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to, you know, own a business. I wanted to, you know, be the best version of myself. I wrote those things down. And I, after I did all of that work on myself, about 18 months later, I saw the difference. I started to see the difference. I started to, my hair started to grow back. My skin started to light up. Um, I started to get, you know, the me back, the glow back. I started to find my fire and my passion again. And that is what I teach. So fast forward 10 years, I teach other teachers how to hit that. When they hit that wall, come and see me, Mm -hmm. come talk, let's talk, (laughs) let's figure out what's going on, where it's coming from and what we can do about it. And I help them get through those parts with, of their life with six, six steps, the six steps that I went through and the six mm-hmm. steps that I teach in the book and the six steps that I do in my workshops. And that yeah. makes all the difference. It's a mindset shift. Since you can't yeah. change the world of education and none of us can, <laughs> it's still crazy. <laughs> it's, still, it's, still, it's still a madhouse with all the politics that surrounds our job. Since mm-hmm. I can't change that, I'll change me. You can, if you change yourself from the inside out, your world and your environment changes. It's, it's magic. Because you call oh, the things yeah. to you that you want. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. When I wrote that list of things that I want, I don't want to work this hard. I don't want to be here after, you know, five o'clock. I don't want to work. I don't want parents calling me after the sun goes down. And I don't want to mm-hmm. work on the weekends. I don't want to take all this work home with me. Mm-hmm. And I wrote those things down. I kept reading, writing down what I, don't, what I don't want. But now I figured out now how to write what I like and what I want. But yeah. I teach teachers how to walk through, through those steps. Because believe it or not, we're in charge of our own destiny. We mm-hmm. are in charge of this thing. We are the authors, authors of our own story, but we don't see us. We don't see ourselves that way. We see it as, oh, I have to work and I have to go up there and do what they tell me to do. And I have to do what they mm-hmm. say. Otherwise I'll get fired. And I have, you know, we see it as I'm the victim, poor me. And I see <laughs> us as, no, I, you are not a spectator. You are the participator. You are not, not only you're the participator, you're the instigator. Go out there and tell you, tell these people what you want and what you don't want. Don't be afraid of what they will think because it doesn't matter. Their opinion about you doesn't matter. All that matters. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't lose any sleep about people that that don't like my no. I don't. Because it's my no. Yes. And okay. So to get there that, you know, you, you worked for that. I did. I I imagine that some teachers can't even fathom that that is a possibility to have all those choices that you listed out. Mm -hmm. Can you sort of take us through that shift for you where you're like, all these things are typically equated with teaching period. Yeah. But you don't Uh, deal with that. No, no, no. Long hours, um, Mm -hmm. difficult parents. um, What are the politics of the education? Like we have, do you have to teach a certain amount of hours? You have to do tutoring and all those things that they, those mandates that they give us. Well, go down the list. If I, this is what I do. If I had a client that came in and said, oh, I'm stressed out. I have too much on my plate. Well, write, write me down with all the things that are on your their list. Tell me mm-hmm. what your day is from the beginning to the end. And I want all of it from I'm, even just, you know, your breaks. Tell me everything yeah. that you're doing. Most of the time, once I want, I have them go through that exercise, I'll say things like, now, where are you? Where's that me time? Did you, did you take any time for yourself on this list? They like, well, I'm, I'm, no, I, you know, I just, I dropped the kids off at school. I said, that's not me time. That's what you're doing for your kids. What about you? <laughs> what yeah, are uh, you doing for you? Are you on this list anywhere? Then we talk about, you know, what are your values? Mm-hmm. What are your values? This, and then a lot of this that I, that I teach in my, in my workshops are not just limited to teachers, but that's my niche. So that's what I know. 
anyone right. now can come to my, my workshops and we can talk about burnout and how to, how to overcome it. Then we talk about things like, what are your value system? See, for me, I value T-I-M-E. That is the most precious commodity for me. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't get much more of that. I don't get any more of that. I don't have mm-hmm. time to waste for anyone or anything. So I don't yeah. want to waste time doing something that I don't like, that I don't enjoy, that's not fruitful, that's not positive, doesn't help me become a better teacher, none of it. Yeah. I say no to those things on a regular basis. And so I teach them and then we, we do role playing because they have issues with it. A lot of teachers have issues saying no. And so we do role playing. I say, I'm going to be the big bad boss and I'm going to tell you to do something and I want you to give me your best no. And they're mm-hmm. always apologizing for it. Oh, I'm so oh. sorry. I won't be able. No, I said, no, we're going to take that note. We're going to take those apologies out because once you say you're sorry, you basically taken out the, the, the sting of the no. You, t- you, you basically told them, I don't mean it. I'm sorry. I don't mean, no, you mean it. I am not coming in on Saturday because I don't want to. <laughs> Bam. Yes. And that's a good reason because I don't want to. That's the best reason ever. And once you do that, once you've ta- taught them your no, even if they mm-hmm. come back three more times and you have to say it three more times, it's fine. They will respect you. Don't worry about what they will say or do to you because you have every right to say no. And I walk teachers through it. I give them permission to love what they do and to love themselves mm-hmm. and to love their children. And it, it has nothing to do. The name of my book is Teacher of the Year. It has nothing to do with you being an excellent teacher. Nothing. Yeah. Your, your effectiveness is better when you are stable enough to say, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not pretending to be something different or big more than what I am and killing myself in the process just to prove to you I'm a wonderful teacher. <laughs> I, yeah. So there's so many components to this. Yeah. Oh, there are. I'm like, we could, we could talk for hours about this. Hours. One, right? yeah. <laughs> How about what was that like for you to make that shift? Because you started with feeling like you did have to do all the things and say, yes. Yeah. And um, it was, it was, it was finding Katie, my, uh, my self-worth and how valuable mm-hmm. I am to the planet and how wonderful mm-hmm. I was made and how wonderful and all the things that make me me. Wow, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, all the things that make me me, I wouldn't trade those things for anything, but yet I'm discounting those things to give it to you. I'm putting those things on hold to give it to you, mm-hmm. to bring you to me. And then when you tell me no, or when you give me, you know, when, uh, when, and it's not even just a person, it's sometimes just the entities that are above us that are right. saying things like, you know, you know, no, we want teachers to work more hours. <laughs> we want you to work more hours because we're not giving mm-hmm. enough to the kids. You know, when they do things like that, it's like, yeah, I work more hours, but I'm not working anything past the hours that you're giving me. Don't mm-hmm. call me after that pair. Don't not, do not call me on Saturdays. Do not call me on the weekends. Do not. And so I put those boundaries in place. Does it make everybody happy? No. Do I mm-hmm. care? No, but it took me a while to get mm-hmm. there. And what I want as a mentor teacher, and I was a mentor teacher for years in the system, within the system. Now I'm kind of like on the outside. I'm an independent counselor, you know, counselor or a consultant. But when I was yeah. on the inside, I had to do it their way. And so I would tell them, okay, well, don't say no. It just say, you know, kind of no, or just say yes to this and not that. Now on the outside, I can simply say, listen, whatever does not give you peace, don't do it. Because you're going you're gonna to do your job begrudgingly. There's nothing Mm -hmm. worse than than having that teacher next to you that hates her job and hates you and resents you because you're having to do it with them. And it's like, it's not on me. I I didn't make you do it. They're making us do it together and they they hate it. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that. Happy teachers make happy students. Happy students get better grades. Better grades make happy parents. Everybody's happy, but we don't see it that way. All they see is test scores. 
But mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be a, a miserable teacher no more no. than I want my children to be miserable when they come to me. I want them to be happy so I can be happy, so on and so forth. Yeah. But it comes from the top down. Yeah. I have to be the epitome of joy in order for me to present that to them. Yeah. To and, get them to obey me. <laughs> <They're respecting> well, <laughs> right. well, and to be like, that's my responsibility. That's not it is. somebody else. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so do you find that when you work with teachers, there needs to be a certain amount of empowerment because it has been this like maybe years of just giving power away? Yes. It's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. Okay, because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that goes on in education, we have absolutely no control over. However, yes, but however, right. I can control my mindset about it. I can control how I think about it. I can control how I navigate through it. I can control, mm-hmm. you know, saying things like, you know, I do what I, I, I have to do so I can do what I want to do. I make yeah. that choice every single day, right? But mm-hmm. what I find with teachers is that they've given up. They've given up on getting what they want. Mm-hmm. They've kind of settled for what they don't want because it's, you know, hey, I'm teaching. It's a job. Right. I get the summers off. What can I do? Mm-hmm. They've given up. <laughs> and then they meet me. And then I take away those excuses. <laughs> I take all the excuses <laughs> out of their bag. They try to I grab them back. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's like either this is what I tell teachers. And it's, re- it's, it's actually in the book, in writing. I said, mm-hmm. if you're going to be in a job that you don't like and you're not happy about, then please don't complain about it because no one wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. I took a point, there was a, there was a point in my career where I had to take a hiatus from the break room. Cause it was just a bunch of griping, negative Nancy's and everybody's depressed and everybody's unhappy and everybody's just disgusted with their job. And we hate the principal. We hate the kids. We hate the wait. We hate, I don't want to hear that. I don't want that in my right. spirit. I don't want that energy transferred to me. So I had to take a hiatus from the break room and just sit and eat lunch in my room because I loved what I was doing. There were parts of it I didn't like, but I changed my mindset. My goal was to be positive every single day because this is a very giving profession. We are changing mm-hmm. young minds. We are pouring knowledge into young minds every single day. We're teaching them things that they will never learn if we don't show up that's a powerful Mm -hmm. position but if you don't see yourself as the superhero that you are and you see yourself as I'm just gonna just do what they tell me going then you take a it's like it's almost like you're missing it you're leaving money on the Mm -hmm. table get out there and get get out there and love what you do I do I do all kinds of like you know fun things in my workshops to get people motivated but I want Mm -hmm. them to be able I hope I hope for when they leave me that when they go back to their classroom they see themselves as bigger yeah. than just just a teacher I'm a superstar the kids I always tell them that I am a superstar you were so lucky to have me I could be out there making millions of dollars and I, I choose to be in here with you teaching math now get your books out <laughs> let's get to number three. Oh, I love it well <laughs> we as as adults we can remember our teachers that's the yeah. thing like I can remember almost every single teacher and the ones that I remember the most are the ones that I know like exuded that yeah. But I also remember the ones that exuded the opposite. That hated it. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. <laughs> one foot in, one foot out. <sighs> Waiting on retirement. Oh my God. Yes. You can mm-hmm. sense, oh, you bring me right back to high school, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, do you yeah, have I remember work- my teachers. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Do you have workshops coming up? What does this look like for you? I have speaking engagements coming up uh, because the yeah. book is, is blowing off the shelf. So I have to go and speak oh. on a few stages here. I'm speaking on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking in uh, Paris. I'm speaking in Dubai. 
uh, is my go-to. So whenever my my people, my crew comes to Dubai, or uh, they never come to Abu Dhabi, they go to Dubai. I usually meet them there, and I get on the stage and I speak about this very thing we're talking about here. Yeah. And I try to recruit people for the next workshop. I do not have one in the in the bank right now because we mm-hmm. finished every, like the people that are in my room. Let me just tell you, when they come to my workshop, we do not leave you there. We do the three day workshop, but we are coaches. So my job mm-hmm. is to either be with you myself or send one of my people on my team to go in and check in with you to find out how yeah. it's going. So that yeah. takes about three to six months. So I'm still working with that group. When that group mm-hmm. is finished and we're going to start recruiting, uh, what am I trying to say, Teddy? Recruiting <laughs> new teachers. Yes, yes. Recruiting new it, teachers. The word is like there somewhere. It's just, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I speak for a living, but sometimes I can't find my, yeah, I can't find the words because there's so many of them. But yes, I feel you. Yes, I so, can't wait to do another one though. But they, you, they can access your book right away. Anybody uh, can right get away. your book. Online and- courses. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, how else can people get in touch with you? Because I'm yeah. sure for the love, if I was a teacher and hearing this, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> Where are you? How do I do this? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's not a lot of us. Of- there's not a lot of us out there. And I wish there were more, mm-hmm. but it's just me for now. But I'm going maybe this time next year, I'll be recruiting teachers to do exactly what I'm doing in their neck of the woods, because there's only yeah. one me and I ain't leaving in the Middle East anytime soon. I love it here. So mm-hmm. I uh, I would love to train teachers in the U.S. to do what, what I'm doing. But yeah. Katie, I became the pro- the solution to the problem that I was having. That's all okay. I did. That's how I found mm-hmm. my passion. I became mm-hmm. the solution that I needed 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way to do it. Well, I want people to be able to find you. This has been okay. fabulous. With <laughs> You've just shared so much like what's needed. So yes. where, tell us where to get your book. Tell us where to find you on the interwebs, all of that. <laughs> the snap chisel. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I am, my book is on Amazon. I have it in uh, Kindle and paperback. So you just teacher of the year, the, the strive to thrive toolkit for teachers. Um, and then I have an audio version. If you can stand the sound of my voice for three hours, I have an audio version as well, but that's on teachers pay teachers. That's easily downloadable. And then um, if you go to my website, www.iamkindria.com, then you can see all of my dates that I have coming up, the workshops that we've already done, my commercials. Um, I am a... Uh, <laughs> It's pretty much done. I haven't said anything for the last three months, but it's done. I've signed the contract and pay the bill. I will have a TV show on Roku pretty soon. Yeah, you will. I will. I will Tell have us a TV. about that. Yeah, <laughs> I will have a TV show on Roku probably coming out. We're going to be start doing shooting this month and then it'll be out maybe in April and May. So just look for that. That's up and coming. But you need to really be in my my um my Facebook group to get that information. Everyone needs to join my Facebook group, Teacher of the Year. 2020 mm-hmm. if you feel if you are at that join mm-hmm. my Facebook book, uh, book, book group and you can you know keep up with me and figure out what I'm doing because pe- my friends always say we can never keep up with you I don't travel as much as I used to yeah I don't I I've, I've been over 35 countries and I've have I haven't been that many, that I haven't been traveling that much lately so it's not that hard to keep up with me but yeah. for the for my for the people in my tribe my tribe join that That's Facebook group yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you th- again for just sharing all that you did and for, yeah, for the yeah. doing the good work you're doing. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm having a ball. I'm having a blast. Good, good. Well, yeah. thanks again. Bye for now. Bye.
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.